Welcome to Fusion Student Ministries. We hope this message equips and encourages you. All right, I'm just going to be talking about uh, me, me specifically. Yeah, just about me and God. <clears throat> My throat's hurting, so pardon me. Uh, still going through puberty. Am I voice cracking? So, I already actually had a message like two weeks ago, and I decided not to preach it, mainly because uh, I had other things planned. So, I've been in fusion, I mean ministry technically, for like six and a half years, starting in the summer, so yeah, six and a half years. And I've learned a thing or two about myself, um, people in general, uh, but especially like ministry. Um, And so I'm going to talk about that, talk about, I might have a funny story here and there. I did tell a funny story if you guys didn't come here er earlier about uh, someone yodeling during a funeral. But uh, that's what happens when you don't come to church early. But uh, I have had a great experience, uh, you know, just being, for the past six months, uh, the interim youth pastor. I love you guys. Uh, It's been great. Michaela's going to start crying. Uh, So I'm just going to talk about my life in these past six years, actually eight years, because that's whenever I started coming to Fusion as a freshman. And... uh, Hopefully you'll get something from it. I'm going to have some life application. There's going to be a good nugget in there. You can write it down if you want. You can put it on Instagram and be like, this guy's the best preacher I've ever met. He puts the mic away whenever he's like saying something that may be inappropriate and he doesn't want to get in trouble for it. That's why. Is it recording? That's why I do that. All right, so my life, uh, I think I've told my testimony before, but I'm the youngest of four. Um, I'm 22. I'm married to that beautiful woman right there, Michaela. Say hi. Everyone say hi back. She's a way better preacher than me. Anybody agree? Come on, shout. Come on. You're not supposed to shout that loud, all right? You're supposed to be like, yeah, I guess. All right, well... Uh, raised in church over here, family life. My dad was like a big name whenever I guess I was growing up. So like we had this weird, we still do this. It's like, oh, that's a Jago boy right there. It's like as if, I don't know, they're warriors or something. Like they'd always seem like we're like super masculine and we are huge. Like like I'm the, well, actually I'm the biggest now because they all lost weight. So I'm, I'm going to give him credit for it. But I'm uh, the same height as them, too. But we always got this big mantra, like we're big guys, we're spiritual guys, we prayer warriors, whatnot. And so for most of my life, I had to deal with that, uh, not deal, but try to figure out what my identity was uh, apart from being in my family, if that makes sense. Who's part of a big family, like three or more siblings? Or who's only child? It doesn't matter, but let's keep going. All right, so 
where was I going? So I, my identity was really found in, or not found, but trying to figure out, especially whenever you're in high school, you try to do that. You're trying to like, okay, what kind of person do I want to be? Uh, do I want to be a guy that plays sports? Do I want to uh, do video games? Do I want to do both? Do I want to come to church all the time? Do I want to serve in church? Uh, for, for me, uh, I chose church mainly because uh, the girls in church, and I was like, what's up? Uh, and it wasn't Michaela. It was all of them at the time. <laughs> Everyone's like, that's awkward. But it was it was true, all right? Uh, that's why I went to church. That was my motivation. Until around sophomore year, God kind of pulled on my heart, and that's whenever I finally committed myself uh, fully to serving God. And surprisingly, probably lack of judgment, uh, I was asked to be on the leadership team soon afterwards. Uh, but that's whenever I started serving God. Uh, I mean, serving youth ministry, I was serving God regardless. Um, and I was the youngest. I was 16, 15 as a youth leader. And we had a lot more students than we do now. There was like 70, I think. And so most of them were like juniors and seniors. And I was like <laughs> a sophomore. And I'm like, hey, let me pray for you. <laughs> like altar call. And now I pray for like old people and I still, it still weirds me out. Like, they're like, yeah, like they they come up and they're like, like I'm praying for my, my son or something like that. And I'm like, your son's older than me. <laughs> I was like, but I mean, God's still good. Let's go. And then you, sometimes they just look at me they're like, who's this young punk over here? <laughs> I was like, there's no baby Holy Spirit. It's true, though. It's true. Amen? Amen. Come on. All right, I'm having fun today, guys, because uh, I got a headache, so might as well have fun doing it, right? All right. So going into that, hit some bumpy roads and stuff like that in, in leadership. And I just want to talk about from the perspective of uh, what leadership, me serving in youth ministry, how that changed my life, uh, how it formed my opinions, my perspectives, uh, and how I think you guys uh, are going to benefit benefit from just youth ministry, being in a community with uh, people that are the same age that follow God, right? Does everyone like the people in this room? Like the per person sitting next to you, do you like them? Wow, no one really said, like, <laughs> I mean, Faith was like, yeah, I, I like Michaela. I mean, I'm, I am with you, Faith, on that front. But everyone else was like, <laughs> they had to look, too. <laughs> they are like, do I? <laughs> like, people really did look. They're like, I don't know. <laughs> we need a larger sample pool. Um, and so I had some really awesome times. Um, serving in youth ministry, I had some really crappy times uh, serving in youth ministry as well. I'm going to talk about some things that I struggled with um, and then come around with a more encouraging message after, at the end of that. Does that sound okay? Stop speaking. Shh. Not talking. All right. So one thing I struggled with a lot was bitterness and uh I wouldn't say jealousy, but probably, but I'll get to that so you can understand. I would be 
this was kind of earlier whenever I was uh, just starting out was my parents taught me to kind of be committed. They never let me quit a sport. Like I had to play until the end of the season. Anybody else play sports? You kind of understand that. Uh, but I played all of the sports. And my dad yells like loud. And I don't like that when I'm playing sports. So that's probably what geared me to <laughs> stop playing sports. But I also like video games. So that's also why I quit sports. Uh, but they always taught me to be committed uh, to the end of something. So whenever I would, uh, I guess fellow leaders and stuff like that, they would quit or they wouldn't be as committed as, as I wanted them to be committed. Like, I, I'm like, okay, we're, the, we're on the same level, but I'm giving more uh, of my time, my effort, my heart, my emotions uh, to this youth ministry. And I don't see you doing the same thing. But I wouldn't tell them, but it would just be like, uh, kind of don't like you right now. Does anyone have those? Those that were like, I like you, but I really don't like you right now. Say amen. amen. You guys are heathens. So uh, I would have that kind of struggle where I'm like, man, uh, we're all volunteering, but I'm like, I'm volunteering more than you. Is like kind of what my like my situation was like, okay. And I would get annoyed because I had more more on my plate than the other person does. Yet I'm also giving more of myself than the other person. And that kind of uh, relates as well to like friendships. Everyone knows about that, especially the girls like nodding. They're like, you're giving more of yourself into the uh, relationship than the other person is, and they're taking rather than giving. Does that sound fun? No, it doesn't. But uh, so I struggled with bitterness for a long time. And then I realized, like, other, like, people don't have the same level of commitment than you do, as well as skill set. So, like, everybody's made different. So, like, you may offer something more than the other person is, you know? Um, it's like the body of Christ. You can't. <laughs> I was going to make a hand joke, but Grace was back there. But uh, it's a knee slapper right there. <laughs> I'm going to. Actually, it is recording. But keep going. (laughs) People are like, oh my gosh. We make hand jokes all the time. It's okay. Single hand jokes. So I dealt with bitterness. And uh, God kind of dealt with me on that. He was like, hey, shut up. He said exactly that. But I still, I mean, I still deal with that. I, I don't think anyone's truly uh, over a lot of these temptations to, to feel a certain way. I believe that it's continually working on, the, on uh, individuals, people like that. And so God's continually working uh, through me and on me on, on that stuff. Uh, another thing that I dealt with was doubt. And I don't know, a lot of you may uh, struggle with it too, but... Like even like preparing a message, even like we would do an altar call, getting super vulnerable. But I'd be like, it's going to be the best message I ever preached. It's going to be like top notch. It's going to be like, I don't know, like 
Matt Chandler or Stephen Furtick preached it. Like, people are, everyone's going to be saved. And then I preach it, and it's like, uh, and it's like, it doesn't go well. I do an altar call, and no one comes up. And you're just like, oh, I suck. And you just, and so, and people come up, and they're like, oh, you did great. You did. But it really weighs on you because you're like, man, I, I really saw people's lives being changed. I, I was expecting, like, you know, everyone to come up and, we just have people slaying the spirit. You, you just have these, uh, I guess, fantasies. You have this uh, perspective that things are going to come out different. And that kind of goes with Jacob's uh, message that God moves, and it's not going to be the way that you think he's going to move. So that's what the devil would use uh, on me specifically is I would, uh, after the message, I would just, especially at night, I, I, I couldn't sleep because I'm like, I could have said this. I was like, I was like, man. And, and, over the years, it would weigh on me heavier as we have students leave and some of them aren't serving the Lord. So you're like, maybe if I, I said it this way during a message or maybe if I were to talk to them afterwards that they would be serving the Lord now. And it would just eat at me, like continually. I'm like, oh, man, like I could have done something. Like I saw this happening uh, way before it actually happened. Uh, and it kind of weighs you down. So, I mean, super depressing part of the message, but that's kind of what I struggled with. Um, and then m- more recently, uh, I've been struggling with more anxiety uh, and and just not fear, but anxiety in general from just the stress of life as, of, of, you know, as getting older and, and getting married and uh, and balancing work. Uh, school, family life, not family life church, but family life, fusion. Um, it all kind of weighs you down. And actually, the, the, the beginning of this year, I had my first like anxiety attack. And it scared the crap out of me. Like I, uh, I was actually at work, and we, I just finished a really tough phone call with a, with a client and um, telling them uh, what they ordered was not what they thought they ordered, and it's going to be like $14,000 out of their pocket. And so they weren't happy about it. Uh, I wouldn't either, but I was the one that had to face all of the the mean things said to me and all that kind of stuff. So after the the phone call, I kind of just took a deep breath, and then immediately... Like, I felt like my heart stopped. And I was like, just grabbing my chest, and I was like, <sighs> and I, I, like, I couldn't breathe either a little bit. It was just really tight. And I was like, oh my gosh. Uh, like, five minutes passed, and it was still going. And I was like, man, uh, I think I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> and I was telling the, the secretary, and I was like, and she she was like, you're not having a heart attack. Like she's like, I get those all the time. And she didn't even know what she she was getting. And I was like, and I had to like bend over. And I'm like, if this goes on for like another five minutes, I, we have to go to the hospital. I was gonna make my boss bring me to the hospital because I couldn't drive because I like I couldn't walk either. I was like super scared of what was going on, and nothing was really going on in my head. And I found out later that uh, so. Like in stress and work environments and stuff like that, 
that I'm able to, you know, go through it, do, do whatever I need to do. But then as soon as my body uh, and my mind kind of has a little breather is whenever all of the pressure, all of the stress would just pile up. And that's why I had kind of that anxiety attack after the phone call, like, cause I was able to get through it. And then finally I was okay afterwards. Um, <clears throat> but that was like a huge wake up call to me was like, uh, the stress that I was enduring, like I had no, uh, outlet for it. I had no way of, uh, like I'm just piling up on the stress and I never really realized how much stress I was until we went to a pre-marriage counseling session. And then we had to like, add up all the stresses in our life and Michaela had like 40% and mine was like 98% or something. What was yours? Like 60? Yeah. Okay. And mine was like 90 something percent and everyone was like thinking that she was going to have the great. And they're like, are you okay? I'm like, I guess I am. I was like, I don't really know. Um, so that's actually what I'm working on right now. Um, it's kind of that, uh, it's not like I'm anxious all the time, but whenever I have a heavy workload or something like that is uh, I'd get kind of like a small like anxiety attack, panic attack or something like that. So I'm working with God on, it says like, like God did not give you a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. And so my last message, uh, I felt that should be the most vulnerable uh, message that I give, but also probably the most hopeful is that I want each of you, uh, I don't care if you read your Bible. I really don't. What I care about is that when you read your Bible, that you would meditate on it, and that whenever you have a situation like me, when you have an anxiety attack or something like that, that you would preach that word over yourself. And they say, God did not give me a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Again, I don't care if you pray. But I want you to pray over yourself and others. I don't, I don't care how much you do it. As long as you have a relationship with God, you believe that I died on the cross, I believe you're going to get to heaven. But the thing is, if you want a good relationship with Him, you're going to do that regardless. I don't have to tell you to read your Bible. I don't have to tell you to pray. Because if you want a relationship with God, it's going to come naturally. Especially whenever you're hitting hard times and having anxiety attacks and your grandparents are dying, your your wife uh, could possibly, like, whenever we thought that she had, like, cancer in her colon, like, that's whenever you're, like, beseeching the Lord, and you're like, help me, God. So, amen. <clears throat> I got time. Okay. So, uh I'm not going to talk about the other one I struggle with. Kind of already touched on it, but for they always say this kind of thing when you're in youth ministry, like don't compare, don't uh, compare youth ministries, don't compare yourself to others. But uh, I always kind of did that, and I know a lot of you compare yourself to your friends and stuff like that. Or it's fun to do because you're like, man, what if I had a million dollars? Michaela actually and I, we acted, um, we did a whole budget if we won that billion dollars or whatever it was. What? How much was it? Yeah, it was like three billion that we would allocate. We're like, okay, we're going to buy this person a house and this person a house and this person a house. 
He's like, we're going to, we did a whole, like it took all night that we did it. And uh, so that's kind of how we we do things is we always like to compare. But one thing I, I would always do is I would go back to the things I did before, activities and stuff like that. Like I was the president of Students for Christ, like the Christian club out of Katiana. Um, from sophomore year to, yeah, till I graduated. And we would have like 20, 15 students uh, come for, like first sophomore, junior year, we had like 40, 50. And senior year, we had like, the top one was like 200 that we had. And uh, the youth pastor at the time, we like kind of orchestrated, we're like, oh, we're going to get a lot of people coming into Fusion. At the time, like not one person from Acadiana came to uh, Fusion. So these past six years, I was like, wow, that was kind of a waste. Uh, kind of wasted potential for me right there is like I did all of the, and I would do them every, every Wednesday in the morning. I would preach like a small message, and I thought I, I didn't see any fruit from that uh, for a while. And then uh, it turned out one of the, the students that usually actually came here, uh, she passed away. And so um, at the funeral, actually, is whenever I realized that the only way that she actually had her funeral here and the only reason why she had her funeral here or anyone even knew about her was because of her sister came to Students for Christ. And she actually, she was a paganist. And the only reason why she wanted to come to uh, Fusion was to learn about our God. Because she served many gods, kind of weird. But uh, I was like, "Heck, bring all your gods over and come, <laughs> come to fusion." That's what I told her. She was like, "She's like, yes, I'm a paganist." And I was like, "Okay, bring all your, bring all of them, and y'all come over." And so she actually came. She was kind of a faithful um, attendee, and she brought her sister as well. So that's how she got introduced. And uh, and I was just thinking, I'm like, she never would have heard about Christ, never would have uh, come to church. No one would have known her name if uh, I didn't do Students for Christ. And that's not like bragging about myself, but that's showing you that the power of a seed and the power of you uh, plowing through when you think that nobody's listening, uh, and that's kind of a testament to me. It's kind of making me tear up because like, Sometimes while I'm preaching, I just think that no one's listening. And you just like, you just you just want to like drop down the mic and, and walk away. But then I think about the power of uh, one seed. And so I started measuring my success by the seeds that I planted. And that's also a, uh, one thing that I want everyone to grasp is don't belittle small beginnings, but don't belittle the seeds that you planted. Because sometimes it seems like all the good deeds you do, all the the nice things you said to your friend and they stabbed you in the back, all the times whenever you were nice to your mom and she lashed out at you, those seeds that you planted will still be fruitful. Amen? And so 
that's that's kind of what I struggled with a lot was uh man what if like what if I leave and I feel like I didn't make any impact on fusion and I would think about that and I'm like wow like the impact that I think that I made on fusion has impacted me way more than anything I could do for y'all. It's shaped me to the man that I am, uh, gave me my wife, because if I wasn't serving in youth ministry, we definitely wouldn't be married because her mom wouldn't let me. <laughs> That's the only reason why that we're married. Everybody say Amen. So the things I couldn't replace uh, from getting from Fusion is is my best friends. Um, and like we have like Luke and Grace back there, Blake and Celeste. I couldn't ask for better friends uh, from serving with them. And a lot of you, a lot of your friends serve in worship team and stuff like that. But uh, there's a camaraderie and a community that's set up whenever you're doing life together for like week after week after week after week and you're serving, you know, you guys. So that's one of, uh, kind of choking me up. Um, another one is just watching y'all grow up and like get jobs, get licenses, wreck your cars, go to, go to the hospital for you, uh, talk to your parents because y'all are fighting. Uh, give your parent advice. They don't listen. Talk to talk to you because your parent wants you to us to talk to them. Give your parents some more advice. Finally, y'all make up. And the thing is, we don't usually get the thank you, but we get to see the the fruit of that. And watching y'all grow up, watching you, um, it's nice. It's good to see. Um, a lot of time, I've been to a lot of funerals. Uh, I love going to graduations, because, and I hate graduations, but I love to see you guys grow up. So send me your graduation cards. Also, Michaela refuses. Uh, she always sends money. So if you send us your uh, all of your cards, guaranteed 20 bucks, maybe 25 if we like you. But um, it's it's true though. I actually argue. I was like, they don't they don't need twenty bucks. Like someone else is gonna give them. She's like, we have to. So that's my wife, and she's crying. But um, awkward silence. Another another thing that I love being in fusion is I got to see God move in miraculous ways. Uh. One time I was really doubting whether I wanted to keep serving in Fusion, and it was on a Wednesday, and we were in worship, and um, a student came in kind of later, and I remember talking with that student like a week prior, because uh, yet he wasn't there for a while. Uh, he, yeah, I'm not going to talk to a girl, but she, uh, he called me uh, late, maybe like two in the morning, and uh, he was suicidal, and so I, I like talked talked him down, uh, comforted him, prayed with him. Sometimes I would go to the house to make sure he was okay. Uh, 
but then he came in one service and he was lifting his hands and uh it was a blessing to see that cuz uh I had a a classmate uh, commit suicide uh, the week before I gave my first message, and it was uh, super hard for me to you know give the message and and it made me kind of think that you know you guys never really know like what someone's thinking, what's on their mind, what they're dealing with, and so. Um, I wanted to change my message, but I felt uh, kind of what I had to say today would be good. Uh, and I, just, I encourage all of you, like, if you have a friend that's uh, in a tough season, in a tough time, you don't actually, they could be just chill. They could be normal. I want you to reach out to that person that you haven't talked to in a while, that you know that doesn't really have that many friends, and just say, hey, man, how you doing? Hey, what's up, girl? How you doing? Because you don't really realize how many people are struggling with uh, suicidal thoughts. I've talked to a lot of people over these eight years uh, that would surprise you that uh, are dealing with that. Amen? So, uh, crying a little bit. (laughs) Another thing that I thought would be uh, extremely important to me was uh, mission trips. It was probably one of the most impactful thing on on my heart because I got to go to another country, but also see um, how much how different people are in another country. And this past one that we came from Cuba, you know, I'm older, so I, I kind of made sure everyone wasn't going to get robbed or leave the airport or something like that. So I had to make sure all the people in Fusion was there. And it was such a good sight to see that people's uh, shell was breaking, their comfort level uh, was being messed with, and they were able to serve God better. Amen. Right, Michaela? And overall, the community that I had uh, in Fusion was... uh, I can't compare it to anything else I've experienced, uh, mainly because this is all I've known, and I'm pretty sure like no other youth group is as amazing as ours. <laughs> Sorry, puberty for a second. Come on. And so it's going to be really sad whenever we leave, uh, but I know that y'all will be able to continue that. Amen? And if you don't, I will come back and... See, I took the mic away for that. But, but I want to do uh, one last thing is huge shout out to Grace and Luke back there that uh, I'll let them hide behind there. But these guys have been the most uh, important part of Fusion for sure. Uh, Besides me, no, actually, 
the, the most important part about fusion is the worship. By far for me. That's what made me fall in love with worship. That's why I'm still here. That's whenever, every time where I thought that I wanted to leave worship, I mean leave fusion, it would be during worship and God would speak to me. That's why I, every time I'm, I'm praying or whatnot, I, I make sure that I say, uh, you know, during this time of worship that your presence would fall. And it's really because of the anointing that grace uh, and Luke bring to the table. I know Luke's back there on the soundboard, but nobody could do it uh, with that kind of pizzazz. But uh, she even, I mean, even tonight, she was struggling with her voice, and she pulled through for the last song. And that's the kind of stuff that you guys don't see uh, behind the scenes, is that the stuff that Michaela does, she just came from an in-service for school. She worked all day, and she came here just because she loves y'all. And, like, I, I, I work, you know, 40-hour work week. We come over here. I got to prepare a message. And it's only because only we love y'all. Like, I mean, we love God. We want to serve him. But you guys are what we think of, especially whenever we're giving the message. And, uh, but especially with Grace and Luke is, is that they have been, uh, constant, uh, in terms of support, any idea that we had, they're like all for it, but as well as orchestrating music and, and worship, because I couldn't ask for a better worship team than what we have now. Uh, the unity that you guys have is better than, than anything we've ever had before. Um, the camaraderie that y'all have, uh, as well as the leadership and the unity that you guys have uh, as leaders. Um, so let's give them a big old round of applause because we love every single one of you. Amen. Bye, guys. It's okay. We love you. You don't have to tell us. Oh, awesome. Having a baby. Not me. I could be. That's all that food. Thanksgiving. So, super shout out because I love them. I love my wife. She does amazing because she, she actually did most of the work around here for, for at least six months and uh, got this room painted and the chairs for y'all uh, before we leave. And uh, just want to say we love y'all. So let me pray out. You can bow your heads, close your eyes. God, I thank you so much for what you've done in my life, for what you've done through me, uh, for what you've done in, in fusion and youth ministry. A lot of these, um, I mean, haven't been around as long as I have, so they don't see the change uh, on people's hearts. And God, I, I thank you so much for the impact uh, that you have given me the ability to have on people, but also uh, how you transformed me uh, into the man that you want me to be. God, I pray that each person realizes the success of a seed and realizes that plowing through, that whenever it feels like no one's listening to you, that whenever they do the right thing and they try to be like Christ is whenever it impacts the most, is whenever 
a seed can live on for a thousand years until it's germinated, until it's actually in good soils, whenever it's, it produces fruit, it produces a tree, a plant, whatever it is. And I pray that, uh, that that would be sealed upon each of them, that the power of a seed can go on forever. So God, I pray that we would be farmers, we would, we would lay down seeds every day. And God, I pray that in your name. Amen. So how was that, guys? How was that for a last message? Making me cry on my last day. And so y'all can stand up. Y'all can do whatever you want. Y'all can leave. But uh, we're not going to do an altar call because it's kind of pointless right now. Love y'all. Later. Again, thanks for joining us. For more info on Fusion, you can check us out on Facebook or Instagram.